It's a temptation, with all the bozos scuttling around out there, hoping to become the POTUS. Most of them really outliers, Governor Goodhair, Winky Doll, Palin, although she's not officially in, and hopefully she'll just remain where she is on the smiley million dollar talkie talkie circuit. And Michelle, I have such a great sense of humor, I'm going to blame uh, Irene on God's displeasure. And then there's the empty suit backpedaling into the future and on and on. But there's more going on than just this endless American election. There are things going on beyond our borders. Yes, there's a great, big, round, wonderful world out there full of woe. Syria, Afghanistan, and more. And we're going to deal with them today on the Radio Free Oz podcast that's in your ears. Because regardless of how sensitive we are to geopolitical events, the fact is when you come right down to it, everything you know is wrong. Let's start with Syria. While we've been, you know, looking at all the marvelous things happening here in this country, Assad, President Bashar al-Assad, the optometrist from (laughs) London exile, has returned and in the last couple of years has been doing nothing but killing his people. Every day, protesters are being sniped and machine gunned and rocketed and mortared to death. Everybody uh, in our administration is telling him to step aside. There's not a whole lot we can do. I suppose we could send in NATO planes the way we took out Muammar Gaddafi. It's a possibility, but let's just let's just look at a bigger issue, okay? Syria's embattled president, Bashar al-Assad, is sitting on a powder keg of angry citizens who want his brutal regime to end. He also sits on the Arab world's most lethal arsenal of weapons of mass destruction, hundreds of chemical warheads and dozens of Scud missiles that can deliver them anywhere in the Levant. Aha, here's the rub. Syrian scientists developed an effective chemical weapons program using the nerve agent sarin. That was the stuff that killed the people, remember, on the Japanese subway, which is 500 times more toxic than cyanide and was discovered by German scientists in the 1930s. Oh, those German scientists, what a great group of paperclips. In 1988, Saddam Hussein used sarin in his war against the Iranians and in attacks on Iraqi Kurds with devastating impact. So we know it works, and we know it works on Arabs, and Kurds, and Japanese. Syria mated the nerve agent with Scud missiles acquired from the Soviet Union, thank you, in the mid-1980s. When Israel learned of the Syrian weapons, it considered a military action to destroy the program, but concluded it was too developed and too dispersed to be susceptible to air attacks without an unacceptable risk that Syria would respond by firing chemicals into Tel Aviv. Instead, Israel embarked on building an anti-tactical ballistic missile program called Aero, which probably works as well as ours does, pretty much not at all. Would Bashar al-Assad use chemical weapons against a NATO military operation like the one that assisted the Libyan opposition? Almost certainly he would. Yeah, he's not going to stop. He he clearly has few scruples about mass murder. And foreign air bases would be a logical target for the Scuds. He also might be tempted to use them against Israel in a desperate Samson-like move to destroy his enemies. Bring down the temple of Zionism. Scuds are notoriously inaccurate, and cities are much easier targets than airfields. These scuds, they don't hit nothing at all that we point them, so send them into the city. They can hit the market, they can hit the hospitals, they can hit the schools. Who cares? Would he use them against his own people? 
Would his army support such a move? This is harder to know. His fellow Baathi Saddam used them on Iraqi Kurds. Using them on Syria's Sunni Muslim majority would antagonize the entire world. I think so. And set Assad and his cronies up for war crimes trials. He's already up for that as far as I'm concerned. It would mean terrible reprisals by the Sunni sooner or later. If Syria collapses into chaos over the next few weeks and months, or the army splits between Assad's fellow Alawi Muslims and the majority Sunnis, a key question will be the fate of those chemical weapons and their delivery systems. Terrorist groups such as Assad's friends Hezbollah and Hamas would love to get sarin warheads. Oh, for, for my birthday, please, I don't want another uh, uh, tricky cell phone with dynamite inside. What I want is a sarin scud, please, a sarin scud. Whether they could maintain and use them is another question. Chemical weapons in amateur hands can be very dangerous both to the amateur and his enemy. Chemical weapons in anybody's hands, including the professionals who are willing to say, my life is dedicated to developing and delivering chemical weapons. That's just as dangerous, sweetie. Want to stay up all night and rule the world? Hack Facebook, spam Twitter, and fuck up Iran? I've been up for a month and a half, burned down every firewall in the Pentagon, put a bug up Goldman Sachs ass and shaved Rick Perry bald on his homepage. Where do I get the energy from this shiny can of hacker spat? Yeah, I'm good. That's what all the missiles I've alert. Hacker smack. the brain draining game changer that'll keep you up if you can keep it down. Hacker Smack is a turbocharged blend of caffeine, alcohol, St. John's Ward ginseng, and country-style methamphetamine. Hacker Smack is a deniable byproduct of Alzheimer's Brewery, Rehab, Colorado. Okay, so much for Syria. I just want to remind you that both Assad and Rand Paul are ophthalmologists, or optometrists, or both. I can't see any of them doing anybody any good, and I don't pardon the pun. Okay, deadliest month in Afghanistan. Kabul, Afghanistan. Sixty-six U.S. troops have died in Afghanistan so far this month, making August the deadliest month for American forces in the nearly decade-long war. This is a war that's uh, being ratcheted down, and now it's getting more deadly? I don't get the calculus here. Nearly half of the troops killed died on August 6th when the Taliban shot down a Chinook helicopter in eastern Afghanistan. This is the Taliban that we have been negotiating with. That was the single deadliest event of the war and sent the monthly total soaring, according to a tally by the Associated Press. The 30 American service members, most of them elite Navy SEALs, were aboard the helicopters that flew in to help Army Rangers who had come under fire. We don't belong there! Most of the SEALs who died were from the same unit that killed bin Laden, although none of the men took part in that mission. Aside from the 30 killed in the crash in Wardak province, southwest of Kabul, 23 died this month in Kandahar and Helmand provinces in southern Afghanistan, the main focus of Afghan and U.S.-led occupation, excuse me, coalition forces. The remaining 13 were killed in eastern Afghanistan. In addition to the 66 Americans killed so far this month, the NATO coalition suffered the loss of two British, four French, one New Zealander, one Australian, one Polish, and get this, four other troops whose nationalities have not yet been disclosed. Angry Samoans? 
So far this year, 402 international service members, including 299 Americans, have been killed in Afghanistan. Yeah, we don't belong there. That's the same question. Remember Kerry, when he went before Congress uh, during the uh, Veterans Against the Vietnam War march, and, and he said, who wants to be the last GI to die for a war that can't be won? Who wants to be the last GI to die for a war that's wrong, that doesn't do anything good for anybody? It's still a good question today. Well, consumer confidence continues to dip. Consumer confidence in August dropped almost 15 points to the lowest level since April of 2009, as worries about the economy fueled the wildest stock market swings since the financial meltdown in 2008. Yes, the New York Stock Exchange is just a playground with lots of swings. At a time when Americans are growing increasingly worried about a weak job market, higher costs for food and clothing, and recent stock market turmoil, the falling confidence numbers raise a new concern about their willingness to spend and jumpstart the economy. How do you spend money you don't have? That's particularly important since consumer spending accounts for 70% of the U.S. economic activity. Quote, Consumer confidence deteriorated sharply in August as consumers grew significantly more pessimistic about the short-term outlook. I can see them sitting around the TV chomping on that all-buttered popcorn saying, you know, I'm growing significantly more pessimistic about the short-term outlook, i.e., I ain't got no bucks. The conference board said Tuesday that its consumer confidence index fell to 44.5, down from a revised 59.2 in July. That's free fall. The number was the lowest level since April of 2009 when the reading was 40.8. It is also far below the 53.3 that analysts had expected. A reading above 90 indicates the economy is on solid footing. About 100 signals strong growth. So we're in the bottom half. We're underwater as far as confidence is concerned. Maybe you need a good picker-upper. Been up all night slamming and spamming? Yes, I have! Been chugging back shiny cans of Hacker Smack like there's no tomorrow? Which there isn't. And hey, dude, I got the munches for crunches. You're smacked. Time to get snacked. Introducing Sugar Snacks, the sugar-coated sugar coats. So sweet, so sour, so salty that even your trash tongue will catch the taste. Try one. Mmm. They're crackly. That's because they're dipped in crack. Hacker Snacks, the other side of the roller coaster ride. Available in a handy two pack for those of you already seeing double. Hacker Snacks are a deniable byproduct of Alzheimer's Brewery, Rehab, Colorado. Do not consume this product while operating heavy machinery while giving birth on the interstate. Can't say that the war in Afghanistan hasn't had some positive uh, effect. Huggies goes camo. Huggies has just introduced a camouflage diaper that will be sold at Walmart stores across the nation for the next three months. And the army print is more than decorative. For every package of diapers purchased, the company plans to donate a diaper to a military family in need through their Every Little Bottom charitable initiative. So every time your baby takes a shit, we get to take a shit on somebody else in some distant land. You think that's just too surreal? Well then, sweetheart, everything you know is wrong.